You're listening to I Am Sherry Goodall, the podcast about starting a business as a midlife career woman. Conversations with friends, reviews, ideas, and random thoughts. Now here's Sherry. Hello and welcome to season three of the I Am Sherry Goodall podcast. I am so excited to be broadcasting to you from beautiful, sunny Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. That's right. I'm in a new location and I am absolutely loving it. I love being by the water and I can't even tell you how refreshing it is to be within minutes away from the beach and just being able to go out and enjoy the weather. Um, Grew up in the north and uh, in Maryland and I absolutely loved it there, but man, I am at a point where I don't miss the snow. Um, I was unpleasantly surprised to find out how cold it actually gets in the South. Now to my friends in the North and the Midwest States where you have snow and ice storms and all those kind of things, um, you know, they have said to me, well, you've, you've gotten thin blood now. Well, it's not true. It's cold, but it's a different type of cold here. So where in the North, you know, we had freezing rain and and snow and things like that. Here it gets cold and it does drop down into the 30s and 20s. However, it's it's that cold that you get because you're on the water. And that is a really serious cold. So it does get very cold. And I was a little unhappy because I was not prepared. I, in all of my great wisdom, decided to get rid of my, most of my heavier winter clothes and was like, yeah, I'm going to be living in the South. So I won't need all these heavy sweaters. Well, I was wrong. However, um, I haven't needed them as long. So we are here in March, uh, March 2nd, and uh, it has actually been in the 70s the last few days. Today is supposed to be in the 50s. But nonetheless, you know, spring comes a lot faster from what I'm seeing. So There you go. That's my update on the move. And uh, I've been enjoying a lot of what's been going on around me and just kind of as much as I can learning about the area during this pandemic season. So today I am very excited to kick off season three with this episode on Mind Mastery. My guest today is Dr. Dina Brown and Dr. Dina I love her. I met her on Clubhouse and just immediately just took to her and was like, you have to be on my podcast. Dr. Brown actually has been working in the area of areas of organizational development, executive coaching, organizational change, transformation, and leadership development for over 20 years. She's also a certified John Maxwell speaker and facilitator and a DISC or DISC behavioral analyst consultant. She teaches leaders to successfully engage, motivate, and develop their people. And you guys, I can't tell you how much I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with her. Um, She's going to tell you more about her program that she's launching, and you are among the first to know, called Her Million Dollar Dollar Project. So come on, jump right in with us, and uh, I hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I did too. Awesome. Dr. Dina Brown, so excited to see you and meet you uh, in person, as we might say in this virtual world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so how have you been? I have been been well, um, just really working on some amazing projects and putting a lot of things in order and in all effects, putting a lot of things going quiet because what I'm producing is very loud. And so I'm in the season of movement and stillness, which is kind of powerful. Mm, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I get that. I, I do understand that. I'm, I'm 
I'm in a, a similar stage. I'm moving through and, and making some things happen, but I'm being very still and quiet and trying to listen for what it is that I need to be doing it so that I can be make my next move my best move. Right. It's like the intentionality of it all. That's what it is yeah. for me. It's yeah. about being very intentional and not necessarily moving fast, but moving purposeful. And mm -hmm. so that's where I'm at right now. And sometimes I want to make it hurry up and go fast. And then I kind of go back and I'm like, mm, this is this is not about being fast. This is yes. about being purposeful. And what I share often with my clients when we're working on something, I say that we're going to make cinder block foundations to weather the storm. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, like that right there. I'm just trying to make sure all of these notifications are turned off and not buzzing and beep. And, oh, listen, oh, it can happen. Yeah. I'm not offended because I'm not even so sure all mine are turned off. They might be. And I, and I, um, yeah, so I'm like I said, I'm really excited, you know, to just just kind of be here and have an opportunity to like be able to share and be able to have a conversation with you. These hairs don't get all crazy. And you know, I'm like, I'm honestly, I'm just sitting here going today is Monday and my Mondays are for me. And so I don't put um, a lot of things on on my Mondays because yeah. I move at my own pace on that day. And um, because I'm moving at my own pace, I do things out of order, out of sequence. Um, I literally just move and do, if that makes sense. Yes, that does, <laughs> that does indeed. And do you have just Mondays or do you take Monday and Friday or how do you set well, up your Well, Well, for me, Monday means, I mean, I do work, but Mondays are just for me is really about coming off of the weekend, which is often usually busy, interactive and engaging, um, to really set into what are my real core intentions based on the knowledge and the wherewithal I have right now at this moment, which can shift because I'm a, uh, my son is, well, he's 18, he'll be 19, but I'm a sports mom. So my weekends were always busy. You know, I used to go, oh, Marie said on the weekends. Well, that was never really fully my truth. And then I tend to do a lot of work on like Sunday evening was I had a radio show. I did LA talk radio. So I had a radio show on the Sunday I had, you know, I was engaged with people and family on a Sunday. I didn't have just me time. Right. And so, well, you know what I, why, you know, Monday, I'm always kind of trying to get started. I have a list. I know what I want to do, but I don't necessarily want to do it in that order. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. And so Fridays, I tend to not put a lot. I, I'm moving towards having Mondays and Fridays um, for myself, so to speak. Right. Um, not so much on um, Friday is more about just kind of sinking in and reflecting. Yes. But Monday is about not having anyone scheduled on the calendar Monday but me. So whatever I choose to do on Monday, I can do it. Um, so whether you call and say, hey, Dana, you know, let's go for lunch. Okay. I, <laughs> or rather, even if a client called and said, hey, can I do a quick call? Fine, because I know there's no monumental um, events that I've scheduled on a Monday. Yes, I understand that completely. I, I move similarly. I try to keep Friday for office hours, like to get mm -hmm. things done, um, you know, respond to contracts, signing, you know, meeting with the bank, whatever you got to do, right, for business time. And Monday is kind of that same thing, just getting into the flow and doing things. And I tend to work on Sundays a lot too. Um, so I understand <laughs> completely what you mean. So mm -hmm. my off day technically is Saturday and half day on Sunday. <laughs> oh, well, that's nice. Like I said, and, and Saturdays, I don't tend to, well, no, I, I do tend to either, I'm usually sometimes doing a workshop. I'm, you know, sometimes I'm speaking. Um, or again, like I said, it's just has been like my Saturdays, have been scheduled a little bit more than usual, but usually it's with the workshop. Usually I do, you know, the first Sunday, I'm sorry, Saturdays of the month, I do a workshop and then some Sunday evenings I do a workshop, you know, so I had those scheduled. Why? Because the way my weeks are set up, those are the days where I actually can exhale during the week. It just seems like it goes so fast. Like the yeah. day is like toast. Yeah. And so 
when you're working between you know corporate and clients and whatever it's like huh my weeks is going and so i'm like okay so anyway it's it's just been i i'm i'm fine-tuning it it's always up for revision <laughs> how do you find time for yourself i mean i schedule me i mean literally i schedule me i don't find time i schedule me you and so it's all about yeah it's all about putting the me back in time so <laughs> oftentimes we you know, leave that out, <laughs> the, the me portion yeah. of time. So like, if I look, I tell people, show me your planner, show me your calendar, whether it's on your phone or if it's in a journal, and I'll show you what's important to you. I'll show you where your priorities are. And if you're nowhere scheduled in that, then you're not a priority for you. Yes, so true. So I often speak to women who are looking for ways to create time for self-care and they need to find times, find their way back to themselves, find their, their way back to being me. Um, has, has that been part of your journey and how you got here? Yeah, it's been a huge part of my journey and it's the intentionality of it all. So it's the intention for me. Well, coming, you know, in my background of being, you know, a school educator and then being a school principal, my days, I was technically always on. Meaning mm -hmm. if I, you know, when I was overseas and I was on base, if I went to the grocery store, I was on. Parents was going to talk to me. Kids were going to talk to me. If I walked down the street, I was on. If I was out in the neighborhood, I was on. Everywhere I was on. And so I didn't necessarily have a space to be off. And, you know, that gets old. It gets tiring. You kind of burn out. You tend to not want to leave the house. You tend to try to find ways. And so I used to then, at that point time, I used to book dates with myself. And so I'd have a me date and I would go away and I would, I mean, before the whole concept of a staycation became popular, that was me. I would just go book myself into a luxury hotel and I would be there and I would just sleep. <laughs> I'd take little snacks with me, watch TV. I would sleep. I'd read books. You know, I would just literally be, you know, be off. And so now though, as my life has shifted and changed a little bit, I realized that in the very beginning, especially when you're in an entrepreneurial um, capacity, is that in the beginning you're going, I got to keep being there because I got to get this next client. And that's yeah. a lie. That's a lie. Right. <laughs> right. It's a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves, but, but also understanding the urgency and nature of where it's coming from. But so, that's the power of systems and processes. And so, and that's, that's the power of energy. So the first part of like what you're, when you're asking the question, what I came to realize, cause yes, it was me. And it's the construct of what we call a wounded healer. I can teach from this space because that was me at that space. And I said, oh my gosh, you know, from the fatigue, um, the migraines, um, the health issue, you know, and I was like, wait a minute, this is not working. It's not working. If I shut down today, then what? They're gonna go find somebody else. So right. let me go ahead and do something. Let me let me go ahead and love me. And then I noticed that once I start treating myself with the utmost kindness and respect and really paid attention to, you know, my wants and my needs, and I basically just start to love all over myself, it had an exponential effect on the way people interacted with me. Clients, family, everybody. Round of applause. I love it. It does because we, the way we treat ourselves teaches other people how to treat us as well. So you have a, a very diverse background. Um, <laughs> and for anybody who's going to be listening in to this podcast, they need to know that I met Dr. Dina and fell in love with Dr. Dina on Clubhouse. You showed <laughs> up and just were like gangbusters, you know, just came in with tons of knowledge and information and a lot of sisterhood and love behind it. Um, how did you get from, you know, your military background, educational background to where you are now? Professionally speaking. Whew, that's a powerful question. Cause I sit back and I look at my roadmaps. <laughs> I say, how did I actually, how actually I did get here. Um, phases, one step at a time. Everybody has to understand that every leap begins with a step. And it just starts to move. Initially, it wasn't my intent to go into entrepreneurship. And to be honest with you, I'm more of a corporatepreneur 
than I am an entrepreneur. However, when I had a life change, transitional change, and all of these things shift for me, I said, oh, okay, what, what am I great at? What is my bucket? What's in my toolkit? And that's what people wanted me to work with them on, leadership, development, and learning. And the way my brain works, I see systems. I see structure, but I'm also extremely creative. And see, I see a big picture and I have a knack for being able to, to scale. So here's the big image and then take it one piece at a time. I thought everybody thought like that. I just thought that, oh, that's what people can do. Can't they do that? And people were like, no, you, you're like a unicorn. And I was like, oh. And then when I realized, oh, people pay you for that? Because in the very beginning, I, I came from education. I came from government service. You know, I had a big good government check. You know, I, we ju I just did those things. But then when that was gone, it was like, okay, wait a minute. Okay, God, wait a minute. He said, I gave you this gift to prosper you. Yeah. He said, this is your gift. And so, again, when um, a lot of it, to be all honest with you, a lot of it was, I want to say, happenstance and word of mouth. And that was a very tough space to be in because. I had always been the hunted, never the person that had to hunt. Right. And I was like, oh, so I would have these jobs and people would come to me, they, I'd speak or I'd work with their teams. And I was like, okay, great. And I didn't have a construct or understanding how to nurture those entrepreneur relationships. Cause I just figured, oh, if they want me to come back, they'll call me. Well. Right. That doesn't always work that way in that space. And then if they call you, then what? So for me in those early days, it was like kind of stumbling, you know, through that. But it got to a point when I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to do so with intentionality that I'm not playing entrepreneur anymore. <laughs> right. So what does that look like for you? So that looked like me actually putting very specific systems in place. Um, I'm a strategic networker, always have been, done segments on CBS, NBC, whatever, on strategic networking. And so what I realized that, wow, let me identify what my gifts are, that I, how I wanna serve those gifts. Because in the very beginning, it was about people said, oh, you're good at this, do this, you're good at this. Yeah, it came easy, it wasn't hard for me, but I didn't stick with it because it wasn't aligned to the bigger picture of me. It was a box that people said, oh, you should be in this box. And I was trying to get into that box and I, it didn't stick, which is why I didn't enjoy it, which is why I didn't follow, which is why I didn't kind of go all in, you know? And so what it looked like me going, what Dina, I asked myself, what do you really want? What does that look like? The life that you choose to live. Okay. That's powerful. Um, the life that you choose to live and in all of those particular spaces, what does it look like? I identified that. That was the, the piece. And so one of the things that I worked through and I've created the system around is called the shift factor. That's what happened. And so the shift factor, the shift word shift is an acronym. The S, S is for self-awareness. I get I had to get clear. Who am I right now today? Right now in this season, not Dr. Dean, the principal, not Xavier's mom, not Seymour's ex-wife. You know, who am I right now today? Mm -hmm. And once I got really clear about that, it allowed me to be very confident so I can show up very consistently. Um, the H in shift is you have to humble yourself. What don't I know that I need to know? And who do I need to know to gain this knowledge? And that could only come after I was very aware at where I was on the journey. And so once I was clear about that, now when people say, well, Dina, what can I do for you? What do you need? I was very clear. Oh, I need this. <laughs> and you're who I need to, yeah. I need it yeah. from. And so once those two, those are the two biggest aspects, you know, in the shift factor, because now I can, the I is all about being intentional. I can be extremely intentional now because I'm self-aware. I know who I am right now. I know my strengths. I know my opportunities for growth. I know who do I need. I know where I need to get it from, et cetera. And now I can be intentional about my next steps. And that intentionality allows me to F, focus. 
Yes. Really laser focus and, and pinpoint note, you're going to work on this because what can happen, especially when someone like myself, who's multi-passionate and the way my mind works and I'm always thinking of ideas is that I'm actually hunting rabbits and I see a squirrel start chasing it. And so you have to stop chasing squirrels when you're really hunting rabbits. And so you can do that when you're self-aware, when you know who you need to connect to, when you're intentional about making those connections, and now you can focus on what your next steps are. And all of those lead you to the T in the shift and to be tenacious, to really take charge of what's next for you. And so all of that um, is what I call the shift factor. And it's a, um, a process and a concept that I work through and work with my clients on and teaching them how to do that, how to break that down into its smaller parts and its smaller pieces so that it could actually, it can actually manifest and live their life by design and not by default. Yes. Oh my goodness. I so love that. Live your life by design and not by default. And I think a lot of people probably are living by default, not realizing it, but it's much more powerful when you say it and, and put the acronym and into place for shift. I love that. And the focus <laughs> part, Dr. Dina. Okay. So here's the thing. We could get down to the point of the focus, but like you said, you're chasing squirrels when you should be hunting rabbits. What do you, I mean, and, and a lot of entrepreneurs, corporatepreneurs, we're creatives, right? Yeah. That's how we got here to start with. We got ideas and we think somebody wants to help us monetize it. So how do you help people to focus? Well, and getting rooted to the seed. Um, I talk about the seed of a thought, the journey of a thought. And one of the things that is the biggest challenge for not only my clients and others is their mindset. And so what's, where's, you know, where their head is in the space, because many are actually operating from the default space because they are chasing after what they believe that they could have instead of what their birthright is. Mm. So we, we go back to extrapolate that part. Did you see, I did the the puppy dog had I saw like, you, I saw you, I saw you. I had to stop for a minute. I had to stop. Because you were like, woo. Right, you know the next question. Yes. What is that? Well, what is that is that in growing up and depending on where you stem from, you know, culturally, you know, socioeconomically, and even the traumas in your life, you've been told either, A, you're never gonna be nothing, or that's only for those people, or, you know, go do this because it's safe. If you step out on there, you're gonna be left, you know, so you heard those things, and that became part of your psychological DNA, is what I call it. Yes. And so then when you're looking at opportunities, you can't really see them because you're so in a box of, um, that is not for me. I have to do this. Yeah. And it's almost as if, and the best way I could give you a pictorial for that is that you see um, a well um, athletic young man, and nowadays even a young woman, and they happen to be tall. The very first thing that they say, oh, so what basketball team you play for? Oh, you're going to go to the NBA. Well, why about, what about, are you going to be an engineer? Do you want to be a scientist? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you hear those things in your echo chamber. And so what you do is you grow up with this belief about what you can have and who you should be right. as a, as opposed to your birthright that was planted in you as a seed from which is the core of your purpose. And that is rooted in what you truly honestly love. And, and you also hear the things about, I mean, we talk, we could talk about people's concepts about money, about faith, everything. You put all of that in there. And so, you know, well, I don't want to make a lot of money. Why? Because money's evil. No, money's not evil. Right. That's just so, so those are all those things of where you put these limits on yourself and now you're living and you're operating in a default space. Mm. saying that I was created for greater. And I'm a woman mm -hmm. of faith, and God says, I am that I am, and I am all things, and everything, everything is yours. And I believe a dream is a reality in God's eyes. He's just saying, wait until you to step into it, because it's already been designed for you. But <laughs> that right there, wait a minute, that's a catch your breath and keep up. Keep going, Dr. Dana. This is yeah, so, so, so in that space, when we're sitting in that space, we keep thinking that 
we have a hard time focusing because we're listening to everybody else's interpretation of our I am. Yes. Instead of the I am, <laughs> your great I am. Wow. Listen, I, you got me wanting to go get a ticket, fly out to California and just come <laughs> and sit down for some tea with, the, with you and just hang out. <laughs> you are so magnificent. And what you're saying, I think a lot of people have known these things. They didn't know how to articulate it. They don't know how to pull it together. And so here in the world is Dr. Dina to do all of that for you. So talk a little bit about your business and your clients. Um, where, you know, where are you finding clients? Where, where can people find you? Um, oh, well, the best place to find me, and I tell people is that, you know, I love how Instagram sets up their platform because you could go to the bio link and click those links, that Shorby link, <laughs> and you yes. to that. So you're not trying to remember all the websites and all the different things that we're working with. And so definitely and going to Instagram and, and it's at Dr. Dina Speaks, D-R. D-E-E-N-A-S-P-E-A-K-S on all, all all platforms. If you go on all platforms, it's Dr. Dina Speaks. And right now I have some amazing, I mean, like I said, we talk about being in this space of something bigger. And so I am so excited to share with you. Number one, we just finished um, the first cycle of the Radical Dreamer Incubator. Ooh. And so... <laughs> And that is all about helping you. If you understand what an incubator does, it helps put the structure around for your dream to manifest to reality. And so it's a two day weekend. It's a two day um, intensive. And then there's a three month There's a monthly checkup for three months. Like you would as a doctor to check on where are your points, where are you, where's your action plan? How are you doing that? And so that was phenomenal. And so we just wrapped up that the next cycle will open up um, for April. And so next month um, applications will be open to apply for that. Cause it's a small group intensive um, to be able to do that. Um, I do have um, accelerate her is a mentorship program um, that will be coming online in March. And it's really exciting um, to be able to do that, um, that particular um, program. And the work that I do as an executive coach and, and working in you know, the corporate space and leadership and development and building teams, often what I realize has put for certain, you know, emerging entrepreneurs and even emerging leaders is that sometimes right now their price point to be able to afford uh, executive coach at my level is currently not forever out of their range but i know what i have is very useful and so my newest general Thing that's going to really help everybody that is launching this week it was supposed to i don't um it's, it's launching this month and in February 2021, it's called the Million Dollar Dollar Project. And uh -oh. so <laughs> the Million Dollar Dollar Project, and let me tell you a little bit, um, if, if, I, if I may, of how I got there. So, so then you'll understand the impact. So my big, bold dream, because I'm all about daring to dream bigger. And if I can do it by myself, it's not big enough. God said, I didn't give you that. If you could do it by yourself, I didn't give you that. <laughs> Right, That's right. somebody else's bastardized version of your dream. I didn't give you that. <laughs> Go back to that one that's down in the in your sha na na that you're scared to tell people about. That one. Right. That's the one I gave you. <laughs> so, and so, and so it's really to open up the sanctuary for women. It's really a healing center for women to come and just be. And think exclusive bed and breakfast healing center vibe kind of mix there's some you know um it's a space for you literally to come and exhale and i know i want to create that space and i will create that space and so i've been looking at different properties and you know i was like okay and people go well dina you know how are you going to fund this and i'm like well god just said gave me the dream and the funding will come that's not you know it's going to happen it's going to happen so anyway i was sitting in it saw a couple properties and I called a girlfriend of mine and I said, hey, you know, I, I need to think this out with you. Um, I need to, I saw a place and fell over. I said, how am I going to get this million dollars for this place? Right. Right. And so we were talking over ideas. And when I tell you, it was a laser bolt divine download. And God said, one dollar at a time. 
I said, okay, well, it's always been in my business plan to open up a digital store, a digital download store so yes. that people can have access to me. And my coach always said, have a price point for everybody. Like <laughs> have yes. a price point for everybody. Not, not, you know, have something for a hundred thousand, 10,000, whatever. And so I realized that, um, a lot of tools that in listening, not only from clubhouse, but on, online, you don't need another course. You need a tool to take action right now. Right. You need this right now to take action. Listen, Dr. Dina, as our good girlfriend, Tara Page would say, say it one more time for yeah. the people in the back. Yes, you don't <laughs> need another course. You need a take action tool. And because you need a take action tool, I said, okay. And I said, that's what you're gonna do. So what I'm launching and releasing is the million dollar dollar project. I love saying that. <laughs> is that it is a digital download store providing professional development and growth tools for $1. <laughs> for $1. For $1. $1. It's the very first ever professional development and curriculum dollar store. So and so the, the items are a dollar. Have a dollar store to start with. Let's just start there. You can go to the dollar store and load up on stuff you didn't even know you needed. Right, but this is the good part. This is stuff that you can do. download. Yes, it's download. Right, so it's download to help you grow, to help you, the things you're asking me, how do you make time? How do you? Boom, here it is. Do this to download. Here's the instruction. Do this activity. You now have a template to take action today in your life instead of my going blown. through my a 90 blown. day course. <laughs> my mind is completely blown. You said it, so it's, it's, listen, I cut you off. You said instead of a 90 day course? Yeah, it's, it's a dollar. So for instance, like what, what you will find in there, there's a self-awareness worksheet. And so it's some really key questions to ask yourself because we talked about the first letter of shift, right? How do I become yeah. aware? to take you through that process. There's, um, it's called self and soul. There's also, because February is all about love and self-love is really key. That is the ultimate healthcare. So yeah. February, every month there's a different theme. So February is all about self-love. And so there's a self-awareness, self-love ebook. It's a dollar <laughs> with a worksheet in there. <laughs> wow. that You can read that day, get your ahas, do your little piece. There's um, audio affirmations, guided mm -hmm. meditations. They'll be a part of the store. Um, <laughs> and you can do, there's five items. You can either get them each for a dollar or you could just buy the $5 bundle, which is all the pieces that go together for the I month. love it. I love it. That is so awesome. So anybody who's listening, you've got to go over to Dr. <laughs> Dana's Instagram. Go to the link in her bio, Dr. Dina Speaks, everywhere on social media. But you guys, you got to keep an eye out for this. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming, yes. And then, I mean, the web, the, there's the, the domain. Dr. Dina. I, huh? I hope you break the internet. I, I do. I do. I, well, I, do. I do, too. Because I, I said, I, I'm one of those people, and Sherry, I know that we share kindredness and the spirit in this, is that we go give give, give, but rarely do we say, Hey, I need your help. Rarely do we go and say, can you help me do this? Right. But we're always helping and co-signing and supporting everybody. Yes. And I said, God said, don't let your ego get in the way of your excellence. He said, this project is bigger than you. You will tell everybody, you will ask everybody. If you don't want to buy and spend a dollar, then you know what? Then who do you know that will spend a dollar? And you ask them to share it with everybody yes, <laughs> and, yes. Said, and you will help change lives one dollar at a time Woo! see this is what comes out of and and all jokes aside this is so important about what comes out of me time about setting aside time to be quiet to be still you know i was saying to someone recently there's a scripture in the bible where it says be still and know that i am Right. Yes. And, and it's the be still part and the knowing yes. that people mm -hmm. don't do together. We got to right. be still and then we got to know. And mm -hmm. the beautiful part of what you're saying is that, you know, you started out saying Mondays are your days, but you couldn't have come to this idea of the million dollar day um, 
say it again, million dollar million day. dollar dollar project. Million dollar dollar project. You could not have come to that if you were just running constantly and right. just trying to keep up and make sure and take care of and all of those things because where we really live and grow is from that space of creativity that we all have. I mean, you know, some of us might be more creative than others. And when people say creativity, I think they think of the art and the flower and the painting and all of that, but there's creation in everything. And mm -hmm. so I'm really excited for you. I'm genuinely you. happy for yeah, you. I'm excited for me because I know what I could do with this and to create this space, you yeah. know, this amazing space for women. Do you want to talk about the space? I know you've been on a hunt for it. Do you want to talk a little oh, bit about that? Oh my gosh. Well, I, this is another where you sit in stillness and be still and God's going to know that I am. And, and don't, again, don't start looking at squirrels when you go in for the rabbits. And so I did go check out a space and it wasn't what I needed it to be. And I was like, God, but you have me here. You know, I was talking to you, I went all the way to Georgia, da, da, da. And he's like, I needed you to take the step as part of your leap of faith mm. to show you. He said, so you see this? You thought that that's what you could have. And I'm going to show you bigger. Yes, yes. And so went and saw a second space on that trip. And I was like blown away. Like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I want, right? And then from there, I came back and I was like, okay, God, and was sitting in it and having different conversations. And you know, along the journey that there's always an ebb and flow. And also with people that you know, um, there's an ebb and flow and who might be there on that day one might not be there on that day five. Right. And so, you know, that was a, it was an eye opening piece too, that kind of hit me, which is part of what sparked the million dollar dollar store too. Um, well, I then start looking. I know that I need a home with bones in it. I don't mm -hmm. want a new build. It's the bones, it's the history, it's the texture yep. of all that. And I know that it's gonna be in the Southeast somewhere. Georgia has been pulling my heart, so I know it's someplace in Georgia. I just, for whatever, I just know it's someplace in Georgia. And I was actually supposed to go and see another property in a couple weeks, and I put some brakes on it. Cause God just heard God say, just be still right now. I'll just be still right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, and in that beauty of it, I just had this huge awareness of so many more possibilities. Like he's like, just so many more possibilities. And he said, what I want you to do is double down on this million dollar dollar project. I want you to have the funding because I want you to be able to pay cash for this space because you will own the space. You're not, you know, taking yeah. a loan on the space. You're going to own the space. And, and that ownership is going to give you the leverage that you need to lead, you know, the women to truly understand and embrace their I am and what's yeah. possible, what's really possible. And so what it will contain and what it will have is that, like, I can see the space as clear as day. And he said, don't get caught up in what it looks like on the outside. Know what the energy you're going to create. And so if you come into a space and there's definitely like a healing room with sound bowls and, you know, beautiful crystals for you to meditate and like a meditation lab um, for you to be able to go in and just be um, beautiful luxury design rooms where you can just sink into the covers. And if you want to Netflix and chill or you want to get up and go walk around, you can do something or nothing. On the property, yeah. I definitely want a pottery, um, a pottery, I'm going to say a pottery barn, <laughs> not pottery barn, but I definitely want to have a pottery kiln because if people want to throw pottery, you know, everything that you could think of, the art, to me, it's going to be there for you to partake in or not, for you to tap into the creative feminine energy of yourself mm -hmm. or to just rest. And so definitely healing herbal gardens that you can go out and garden if you wish. I mean, everything would be open for you to flow and literally to come and be. So yeah. I'm excited. That, that, that's what I know, the energy, that you will come there and you will exhale. Oh, I love it. I love this. I'm so excited. Man, mm -hmm. you're, you are, um, a, a, there's a depth 
to to you. And listen, this is just the lady I met on Clubhouse, people. Let's be clear. But you know, when you meet people and you feel their energy and you hear their tone and where they're going, you you do learn a little bit about people. And maybe that's just comes with age. I don't know. So to the young girls out there listening, start taking note of who you're hanging around and who you're meeting because there's greatness always walking around us and angels are always present around us, right? And so Dr. Dana, one of the other things I want to touch on before I know we're going to go is um, we actually had a room on Clubhouse about the fear of missing out and imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that that's one of your things you're passionate about. And I would be remiss if I got off of this call without bringing it up. Yes. And I figured you would, which is why I didn't tie it into what I was talking about early, because I wanted to give it the attention that it is due. Because what's rooted in, when we talk about the wounded healer, what's rooted in everything and the connecting point between the Lead Her Shift movement, which was founded to help women shift the way they think to elevate the way they lead and accelerate her, which is about helping you move from where you are to where you want to be to the company, which is her executive presence and presence of mind and body and being all is rooted in who is and who do you say you are? What is your I am? Mm -hmm. And on the journey, and when we talk about what imposter syndrome is and the work that I was doing in the corporate space and with some very high profile clients, and they, you just see them out, you be like, oh, they got it all. They, they got it all going together. And then in our work, it was like they had a lot of insecurities and, and they were like, I feel like an imposter and I have imposter syndrome. And when they first started saying computers, I'm like, what is that? I mean, and again, I study something, but I was just like, okay, so can you tell me what that is? Because we know for us, being an imposter is like you acting fake. That right, you're acting right. fake. So I was like, okay, let me let me give my some learning on about what it really is. And so years ago, I started to dig into the clinical psychology of the imposter phenomenon and what it is. And so when I start studying that, and these women are saying this, I fucking imposter, I have imposter syndrome. And I was like, okay, so and particularly black women, women of color, okay. Mm -hmm. And I was like, do you know what that is? And they were like, well, yeah, it's like, um, because I just feel, um, you know, so inadequate and da, 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 da. And I would say, okay, well, if you understand the way Clance and Imes and their work in imposter phenomenon was, and they're coining the term imposter syndrome, it means that you have a chronic belief that you do not deserve the accolades, you're not equipped for the positions you hold and that you don't deserve the achievements that you have gained and garnered. Oh, uh, uh, I know I deserve, it's them. I said, I, 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 that's what I'm talking about. It's they, who is they? My mom used to always say, who is they? Cause you say, yeah. they gonna love me, who's they? Well, here's the truth of it all and really embracing your I am, which, which I talk about a lot, is that they is you. They is that narrative. Remember I told you about the echo chamber? Yes. All of those things that you have heard your whole life has planted those seeds <laughs> in your subconscious. And so when you've heard those things and you encounter a situation that's not familiar to you, you're actually triggered as opposed to having a chronic <laughs> illness. And here's the thing, imposter syndrome, it is not a diagnosable disease. It is not. Wow. It is not. Wow. It's not. You can look it up. American, American Psychological Association. It's not. And so, so what I hear you saying is that it's a simple trigger of some space it's in a our real trigger or uncomfortable, right. but it's not it's an a, actual chronic problem. For 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 many, for many, it depends on your narrative. So the work and my academic research, which again, ties into why I started creating the things for the Million Dollar Dollar Store, self-awareness, confidence, all those things, has stemmed from this research too. How to give you a, a right now solution. And that is that when you understand the trigger, what's triggering you, you now can mitigate it. And so right. it is a very real dialogue in your head. It's a real dialogue in your head. It is not a truth about your ability so I give you this example. 
and I say this because I'm a black woman, so I can I can speak from that particular narrative. Is that when you're growing up and you're trying to do something new, how many times you hear, who do you think you are? Go sit down somewhere. Right, right. You right. can't be doing that. That ain't for you. Yes, yes. We heard that. So now yes. we grow up and we see jobs, positions, careers, and opportunities that we want. And then we get triggered because we don't really know it all. And I tell people, I've been code switching since birth. And so what do we do? You got to know more. You've got to have it all. And then if you don't, we heard the famous one. Just go ahead and fake it till you make it. Yes, <laughs> we've heard so, that. You get into that position where you feel like you might have made it because you're in a space that really matters to you. So you might not have seen these triggers along your career journey until it really hits home where it really matters to you. And guess what? That echo chamber is a trigger, brings back up that moment in time in your psychological DNA narrative. And mm -hmm. it's like you're faking it. They're going to find out that you don't belong here. You don't deserve this. You're just a little girl from the projects. Who are you? You see, all of that voice is in going on in your head. But one thing that I do offer, and I offer my clients that I work with, and when I'm speaking on stages, is I ask, ask the question, is this an internal trigger or external trigger? Mm. Those are two and totally I different things. People often say that it's an external trigger. Many times they say it's an external trigger now, because when you think about that, and you're talking about people of color, See, I'm speaking from the narrative of a black woman in America, and you got to now take in institutionalized racism. you got to take out the fact that, of course, you feel like you're not good enough, because every time you walk out the door, turn on the news, turn on the TV, read a newspaper, someone's telling you you're not. And if they have to legislate the fact that you can wear your own hair, right. how do you think this is going to impact your psyche? Right, right. <laughs> you have to pass laws to say that I can bring my whole hair to work? Right, right. You know what I mean? So right. what it is is that it's real, but it's powerful for you to understand the root and the seed of the thought. So now you can mitigate it. No, it's not that you're not good enough. It's, oh, my goodness, that's the voice from Auntie Louisa who used to always ch tell me da-da-da-da-da. Mm -hmm. Or I walked into the boardroom, and I come in, and it's Black History Month, and everybody gets quiet, and I'm the only Black person in the room, and so now I feel awkward. You right. see what I mean? Those Absolutely. are real. But you don't have to own that and internalize it. And so when we internalize that feeling and let it limit us and cause us to pause, therein lies the challenge and the problem. And that's the work that I'm doing, is to help you shift Shift factor, that's where yeah. I got it from. Shift past those thoughts, those moments, and be able to identify your triggers. It's like, oh, that's a trigger. And then say, is this a real external trigger or is it not? Because you're gonna treat it the same but different. Right. Because if it's internal, you're gonna have a conversation with you. Where does this come from? Oh, wait, you know, if it's external, okay, I see it. And obviously that is somebody else's monkey, I'm gonna let them carry it. Cause this yeah. is what I need to be true about myself. And so we don't get caught up in facts. We get caught up in the truth of us. And to me, that's what embracing your I am is. And that is the key to being able to shift past that imposter narrative that you've been trying to borrow. Okay. Okay. Does I that help? That. Yes. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm so glad you broke that down because I don't think, I don't think I've ever heard anyone explain it that way before. That's what I heard. And people were like, I had. And so we get to that point. I told you that whole wounded healer piece. I was dealing with some of my own things. And I was like, I don't believe that I can't, you know, like it doesn't gel with me. And so before I pick up and wear this diagnosis like a scarf, let me kind of get to the root of it. And so I was like, okay, God. And I said, when, when was this research done? 1978. What? So we in here, that was 1978. How many black women were going to therapy and the, and the population that was being studied had been already socialized to therapy? How many black, how, how accessible was therapy for people of color? Number one. Yeah. And if you look at the initial study data, which I've been still trying to get, I got to talk to my research partner because we're trying to get the numbers. How many of those in that data set were people of color? Do you see that? Wow. But yet we've been borrowing. No one's told our story. <laughs> 
No one's yeah. told our understanding of this from our narrative and our perspective. And God said, because it's for you to do. Wow. And it's it, so, you know what? You touch on a point my sister introduced me to uh, last year, actually, around repar reparations for Blacks in America. Mm -hmm. And she introduced me to the term epigenetics. Absolutely. And I didn't know that term or what it meant, but, you know, in tying that together with what you're saying and how, you know, you're, it, it all plays out. It all plays out in a way. Generational traumas. And yep. Yes. <laughs> so yes. now that you're doing this research, what is your expectation to do with it once you're com you've completed it? It will never be complete, number one. <laughs> it is my life's work. It's mm. my life's okay. work. And the goal has always been is to provide research-based programming to support you to make the shifts you need in your life, to live life by design, not default. And so wow. it's rooted in understanding the science and the biology instead of a one-fits-all kit. Because I believe that there's a spectrum that imposter phenomena happens on the spectrum. So what, what my research does is looks at the intersectionality between race, class, and trauma. And the wow. imposter phenomena. Woo! Race, class, and trauma? Mm-hmm. Wow. I hope you're writing a book behind this. Yes, there are definitely articles and books. And this is academic, this is official academic research. And um waiting for my irb to get approved and then my survey instrument will go out wow i i can't wait i'm so <laughs> looking forward to what the what what the survey is going to show and you know what you find because this is going to change a lot of lives it's going to help a lot of people and you know what i just thought of this while we were talking is how timely um how timely this is because with Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and literally uprisings around the world, right? Um, around race and equality, and then now around politics and equality and economic equality. Uh, research like this is gonna be, people are gonna thirst for it. They're gonna pay attention to it and they're gonna wanna know because I feel like we're living in a time where the world is seeking change. And the world yeah. is looking for a way to heal. And yeah. what information may already be there is probably being overlooked and is outdated, mm -hmm. if, you know, at best. So yeah. this is going to yeah. be... There's no really other in-depth studies that I'm aware of because I was looking for them. And what someone was sharing, we were talking and I was speaking at an event and I said, we're still grieving Emmett Till. So you're talking about George Floyd, we're still grieving Emmett Till. And yeah. then so I'm saying Emmett Till was... The news when Jet put it in, you know what I mean? That was yeah. the most powerful visual that hit the masses. And here's the here's the root of it all. And this is I'm gonna bring this all back together. And this is gonna be a mind blowing moment, everybody. So just hang on to Hold your on to the app. <laughs> is that everything that I began to share and talk to you about? And I want you to speak about that seed of how do we really get clear to be able to stay focused, and how do we begin to see the alignment to begin to walk in our truth as opposed to the facts of life, right? And and when we're in that space is that we often believe that the opposite of love is hate. It is not. The opposite of love is fear. Uh -huh. When we are afraid of something, then we hate, then we hurt. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then we hinder ourselves. Yes. Yes. When we're afraid. Because when we're love, it's light, it's abundance. There's a different frequency. And so when we fall in love with ourselves, the complete fullness of our I am, then we will show up as our authentic self. The good, the bad, the indifferent. We are all whole. And the other piece that people have been walking around and they've been scapegoating and calling some things an imposter when it's really the truth of them, not just Ooh. the fact of them. And so they are shady. They are jealous. They are envious. It's part of their shadow self. Yes. Yes. And yet they want to blame it on that's me because I felt no, it's not. It is you, boo. Embrace all of that. You cannot hide parts of you in the shadow, which again lends itself to feed that imposter narrative. Mm. So, 
when you show up in love of all of you, okay, in your petty and in your purpose, you won't have to worry about all that other stuff. Wait a minute. I'm going to repeat that one more time. When you show up in all of you, in mm -hmm. your petty and in your perfect. And your purpose. About everything. And your purpose. Your petty and your purpose. And your purpose. Because there's the yin and the yang. I mean, there's the law of polarity. There's good to us and there's some not so great things we like about ourselves. But also it goes to that narrative of what have we heard about what is considered to be bad. See? Wow. And that's why we hide and we feel fake. We feel like an imposter. And that's why, you know, when I don't do marriage counseling or therapy or anything, but I've been around a lot in that space and the work that I've done. And that's why people get married and they're like, well, you know, my husband wants me to do all of those things. And if I do that, then I'm bad. And, you know, who says? Right, <laughs> right, right. So who we have to go back. back. Right. And then what is what is a good daughter? What is a perfect friend? What is all of that? Because if you say no, then it means that you're selfish. Well, do you know what the root of selfish is? Ish means be going within to be about yourself. What's wrong with that? Who right. demonized the word selfish? Right, right, right. Who demonized it? Oh, you are so true. So on point with that. Yeah. Who okay. demonized the word selfish? Huh? Yeah. Because yeah. it just means being about yourself, loving yourself, self-love. So do you understand why we have problems loving ourselves? Do you have a problem? Why are we putting ourselves first? Because somebody demonized that in our narrative. Yes. Woo! Dr. Dana, you know you got to come back, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're going to have to come back. You're going to have to do seminars, workshops. We're going to do weekends, whatever. But we're going to hang out and do this thing some more. I'm so, so happy that you have taken time out of your day to sit down and talk with us and share your wisdom and your knowledge. For me to be able to see your beautiful face and, and finally put the voice and the face together. And, uh, you know, I'm just pleased to to get this to my audience and have people listen to all that you're sharing. And like all jokes aside, you're going to have to come back. Let us know where you are in your research and what you found and and getting, you know, the 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 home together for the lavish and lush opportunities oh for us, because uh, after COVID, we're all going to need it. Lord knows. <laughs> mm hmm. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Like I said, I'm looking forward to everything. So I definitely would love to. Thank you for having me. I just want to say thank you for having me and giving me an opportunity to share with your listeners and to um, give them a little bit more insight of what I'm working on and invite them to join me, especially with this million dollar dollar project like that is the heart and the soul of where I'm at right now, because what it does, it's the gateway key to manifesting all the other things that God called me to do. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you guys, if you're listening in, you got to go follow Dr. Dina. And with that, I'm not even going to add anything else to it. We're going to bring this to a close. Thank you, Dr. Dina. All right, so countdown, five, four, three, two, and one. Dr. Dina, can you do a drop for me? And can you just say, you're listening to I Am Sherry Goodall, and this is Dr. Dina Brown. Yes. I am, I'm gonna make sure I write it down so that I stick it. I'm listening to Sherry Goodall. And this is Dr. Dina Brown? Yes, uh-huh. Absolutely, okay. All right, you want me to count you in? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll count from three. Okay. So three, two, one. Hello. I am listening to Sherry Goodall, and this is Dr. Dina Brown. Thank you. One take wonder. <laughs> well, <laughs> girl, you know, I speak in sound bites. I used to do this for. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It was definitely a Thank pleasure. You. If there's and anything. I will diff, like I said, I, I mean, today in all honesty, um, today I was going to launch all the other pieces and I was working on it. I didn't feel good this week, had a lot of other things kind of going on. And, and I said, mm, it's not the way.
Thank you so much for listening to the I Am Sherry Goodall podcast. You can follow me on all social media at I Am Sherry Goodall, as well as meet me over on Clubhouse. And I would love for you to go ahead and click the subscribe button if you haven't already. Share this podcast with at least five of your friends and leave me a review so that I know what you love and what you're listening to the most. And if you want to drop me a voice recording here on the Anchor platform, be sure to leave me a message. I'd love to hear from you. All right. And if you'd like to contribute to helping me to continue to make great content, please feel free to send me a cash app at dollar sign Sherry Goodall.